So he, even though he made a duck disappear to the audience, this poor guy and, and his audience was in this. So he made the duck really disappear, but because they had a second duck there that no one would ever understand. Right. When he, it didn't look like the duck disappeared at all. It was still there. And boy, with all your experience and all the things that you've done, I'm sure you have some pretty funny experiences. You know, I was, I was thinking, I've done some crazy things. You know, I, when I was very young, yeah. I pushed to get into uh, Six Flags when I was 16. I turned 16, and I had just been like any kid, had a kid when I was younger, and it's like, I'm going to work at the magic shop at Six Flags. And I called them up, and they said no. And I called them <laughs> up, and they said, we're not hiring. I called them up, and I kept like every week, and they said, finally, this guy says, is this there's Brandy again? I said, yeah. they go, let me tell you, we don't even run that shop. They go, <laughs> They go, it's some guy by such and such. And I said, oh, I know him. He's in the magic club. <laughs> so I called him up and he said, well, Randy, we're, uh, you know, yeah, maybe I, I will try because he was having problems with whoever the guy was in the shop. So, I, I mean, I was like, I'm going to work at amusement park. I'm so excited. And, and yeah. I went out there and he gave me these, you know, like about 10 tricks in a bag and said, you can have these practices and learn. And it's like, you know, they were all the basic stuff. Well, I ended up just having this dream job and started working there. And it really, it kind of started my career in magic because I just had a blast. And stuff they had, I remember they had uh, a book there, all, all this uh, uh, George Schindler book, you know, Everyday Objects. They had yeah. cases of them. And I sold them, sold them all. I mean, just, I mean, they said, no, we have them under stock. And they said, no, I sold those. And they said, and they said, we'll be there. You know, we're going to come. And they go, where are those? I said, I sold them. I said, you sold them. Well, nobody else had ever done. I, I picked one or two tricks out of it, did it, said these are in the book, and people bought them. And it taught me something because I'd worked at other magic shops. What you perform, they buy. Right, but but it was your passion. See, right. and that's it. And and you know your drive of calling up, taking the initiative of saying, "Hey, I want to work there. I want to work there." <laughs> Kid, we don't even run that shop. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I mean, you taking the initiative to do that is is important. And I think that's a, such a great lesson. And then what you're saying is that the tricks that you're doing and showing to people and you're being excited by them gets other people excited about it. Going, wow. Exactly. And that's what's I, cool. I, that's what moved it. I, I told I tell people all the time now, you know, magic shops are not like anything else. You can if you want a new suit, new shoes, you say, you know, I want brown shoes, I want something to go with a tux, I want I, you know, a breathable shirt, uh, whatever, you know, okay. well, it's magic. Even magicians, they walk in and say, oh, that's so cool. What does it do? <laughs> you know? So, um, well, from there, I had, I had done that for a while. And um, eventually, um, they made me a manager because I did so well. And then they made me manager of the three biggest shops. And they said, well, I just want to perform. And they said, well, you can't perform because you're going to have your manager. And I said, I'm just going to get my degree. <laughs> so, so I quit. Well, what happened was Time Warner had bought that. And they said, where's that magic guy? He was so fun to watch. And they said he quit. And they said, get him back. And it was right when they bought him. So uh, they had a Christmas show. They hired me for some strolling. And then while I was at the strolling, some big wig from, from that place pulled me aside and said, we want you to come back and do some strolling. You can just go anywhere in the park. When you see something that's bogged down, try to entertain them. Wow. And I thought, what a cool gig. 
So I started doing that. Well, I, I'm telling you this because it led to, they were putting in an illusion show. And I so wanted to do the illusion. I never did illusions. And so I went there and they basically said, scram, get away from us. <laughs> so I, and I said, I, well, can I at least watch rehearsals? And they said, oh, sure, whenever you want. You know, so whenever I had a lunch break or something, I would go over and watch these things. And they had hired singers and dancers. They didn't want a magician. Well, I don't, do you, have you ever heard of Don Egan and Dave Weiss? Um, they were, um, they had actually did some stuff for early Copperfield and stuff. Wait, um, Don Weiss? Yes. Don Weiss, yeah. Oh, you said backwards. Yeah. So, so Dave Egan and Don Oh, Weiss. yeah, yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don, so, yeah, of course I know Don, yeah. I thought so. Well, so he was putting in this show with John Hartman Production. Well, he gave me a wealth of knowledge. Eventually, he, he said, you know, we're having problems with these guys. He goes, show me something you can do. Well, I, I did a thimble trick. I did a couple of card tricks. And he said, he goes, have you worked with illusions? And I said, no, but I'll try really hard. <laughs> and he goes, can you do a needle through balloon? And the guys they had hired, they, they never did it. They kept popping. And so I did it. And he goes, we've been doing this for so many days. And he goes, do it again. And I did it. I did it like three or four times in a row. And he said, do this and hold this and he goes and they looked at each other and said you know these other guys just aren't going to work out he goes well, we're going to do this but you're going to have to work hard and you're going to be the backup and right. i said fine well i had worked i was working at a bank during the week probably going to put my way through school yeah. so i quit the bank started doing this the other the, the guy that was sub that became lead was just some young guy that again, was, was not his passion. So they made it at my show and wow. it became a great show. Well, the people that were in the show are still my dear friends to the day. Well, they were jokesters and they were obviously people that did the show when I went there. So I would come there almost all the time because I didn't live that far away. So yeah. I come in one day and one of the sub guys is, or the guy that was being the magician part in this show, we had a, Johnny Gaunt built this beautiful, gorgeous double tip over trunk. And he also, David Copperfield in the show today has the duck bucket. And yeah. he puts the duck in the Terra Park box. Yeah. I had that, ex I did that same thing in my show. Okay. And these two tricks, is, it's just a great story. Because the one thing they had is when you put the duck inside the box right for you know you know how that's done and yeah you know but you put it in there well they had a little small wire that you a little ring you pulled and like a feather duster would drop in the end and it looks like it was hidden on the right. box you probably think of yeah something. i know so so i did that and um, I, I would do this all the time and then of course when you took the thing apart you'd end up lifting up the box and you say what's well, a feather duster and blah, right. blah, blah, and you'd show it gone it was great so this is what happened and we did that after we did the double tip over trunk so yeah. this guy is doing it and they usually would you get in the box you get inside this uh the huge double tip over trunk right. you do from one trick to the other and uh you would you would escape from the bag 
and instead of another person, you would have this duck that would be produced. <laughs> okay. Well, they took um, uh, what was it? Gremlins was on, and they had a big plastic gremlin. <laughs> and so when this this sub this person that was filling in for me opens up the box instead of getting you know he he put this person inside this uh, uh, double tip over trunk which was just beautiful and and this he opens it up and when he when he's he, the person is supposed to disappear and is supposed to be a duck and he said oh well we'll take care of you you know blah 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 well it was a gremlin and the guy is like I don't know what to do with this <laughs> and. And it was it was just a crazy thing because the person disappeared and instead of duck that he had something to go to the next trick he had this uh, had this gremlin and he goes strike what are you doing <laughs> and it was just stupid well his parents were in the audience and I felt so bad for him so one of the other guys comes up and says here we have a duck for you so he goes and does the duck trick well little did he know they put you know we always have multiple. Well, we put a second duck inside the container. So he, even though he made a duck disappear to the audience, this poor guy and, and his audience was in there. So he made the duck really disappear, but because they had a second duck there that no one would ever understand. Right. When he, it didn't look like the duck disappeared at all. It was still there. And uh, one thing after the other, and I guess if you're part of the show, it was, you know, we kind of understood what was going on, but after doing eight shows a day for, you know, yeah. years you start getting cranky with it. It was, but it was the riot. It was the craziest thing. It's like a snowball, right? When one thing happens, but you know, those little pranks are fun. But it's always fun whenever you you have those those funny moments. Yeah, well, you know, I, I've always done family shows as you have, but yeah. I, my stuff was more for kids and stuff. But I always knew that you wanted to entertain the college kids and the adults too. Yeah. And, you know, so many people leave them out and they just do the kids and, and the parents, if your kids are happy, they're happy. But if you can bring them in once in a while, right. they just have so much more fun. Well, I, at the fair, you always have people who just don't watch their kids. Oh, and yeah. I'm in the middle of a show and this kid, this young kid just comes walking up and he's going into my box, like it's a toy box. <laughs> and I say, oh, you know, hey, what you no, 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 let's come over here, you know, and, and, you know, you're looking around, you think a parent will say, you know, come on, little Timmy, yeah, or whatever, stop him. Nothing, yeah. nothing, you know, and so I walk over, and I say, hey, why don't you go sit down over here, and he, he climbs back up on the stage, and he gets, on. so finally I say, and this isn't going to work, maybe I can get him in the show, so I do this rope trick, and luckily he's old enough at, that he can, you know, do some stuff, but you know, I, I do the wand thing and it goes great. But I, I always tell people, don't give up. And if you get mad at a kid, you've, you just lost it. Yeah, so, you know, I'm not good. <laughs> so I'm bringing, I'm bringing the kid over. I'm doing this. I'm scared to death, but normally I have the kid cut the rope. And I do a thing where you have two different sizes and say, we want them equal. And he cuts it a few right. times. And then you show the rope separate and you then you say, we'll use a magic wand, and that's where you put one under his arm, the other arm, under right. his neck. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Well, so he, he does all this, and and I say, well, you said you had never done magic before. And yes, and they go, well, you still have it, you know? Yeah. And it's just a joke for all the adults to get a kick out of it. And, and then I say, wait, but we can still do that. Wave your wand 
think of the magic words, blah, blah, blah. And I say, look, and then the rope goes together for the first time. And this kid who was kind of a, you know, a pest at the time, but I just think of, he looks at his, he just stares at the rope and he looks at his mom and dad and said, mom, dad, I did magic. <laughs> And the whole audience went, oh, turned out to be a perfect moment. So, I, I mean, I tell people, don't let yourself get frustrated. Go with it. I, I've always tried in my shows to have a kid on stage with me. And I always try and find the youngest kid that I think can listen and follow directions. Right? If you totally. can follow instructions and you're three years old, I will have a three-year-old on stage with me. You know, like, because you have the cute factor, you have everything going. So I was just in China prior this whole thing. <laughs> I was there in November, 2019 and all the reports. And then I didn't even think anything about it. And in January I was doing shows and I said, oh, I just got back from China and people were kind of going, whoa, because it was still kind of not a big thing yet. Sure. Um, but it was like, if you were there, before December 15th, 2019, you're right. completely fine. So I was there before any of this was a thing. Anyways, um, I had, we're doing this show in Beijing. Oh no, Shanghai, Shanghai, as in Shanghai. And it was for locals and we needed a translator. And I was doing this rising cards and I called this kid up on stage. And so I have a ribbon tied around the box of cards and we're each holding a ribbon and I had three cards selected and then we're holding the ribbon and then the cards rise out of the box that no one's holding. Right. So I, I'm trying to find, there's a lot of adults, but when I say I need someone to help and then they translated that there's a kid that's like, I want to do this. And so when I see him kind of, it wasn't a huge theater, but there was maybe like 200 people there. I'm like, oh, that kid. Okay, I'll go get that one. He looked older from farther away. When I got up to him, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's younger than I thought he was. He was probably about like four, maybe five. I thought he was going to be like seven, eight. I, 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 for whatever right. reason, I know that's a big gap. But I mean, for me, I was like, hey, yeah, he looks like he'd be fine. So I get him on stage and we do the first rising and it goes up and, and the kid is like, whoa. And the kid like kind of like gets excited and like goes to hold on to the ribbon and the cards kind of, the box jumps up and down and they, he sees my reaction. I go, whoa, whoa, you know? Well, just me reacting. Cause he wasn't trying to, you know, toss them. It's just that he reacted. And because he, reacted, he saw me react going, whoa, careful. It became the game. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. So the audience kind of laughed. And then, then as we do in the next one, you see the kid on purpose go like this. And I go, oh my gosh. And the whole audience is laughing, but the second card rise. And I go, yes, got the second card. And I'm just thinking, oh, this is great. Cause the audience is reacting to kids going like this. And I'm like, oh, just hold on, hold on. Just, I, we have one more card, one more card. And the kid does it again. I go, oh my gosh. And now he's getting like, you know, now it's just, lights out, out of control out of control but i'm just like going if i could just get this one last card to rise and then it's done i don't care the cards can fall fantastic <laughs> and right as the last card is beginning to rise he goes Phoom. and i'm just like no anyway it goes Phoom. all the cards out <laughs> all over the ground and i'm just like oh and the whole audience goes oh and i go 
And then I just grabbed the card from their ground because I knew what card it was. And I go, there's the card. Yeah, and I threw it in the air. And like, you know, I, I kind of made the kid a hero, even though I was like, ugh. But at the same time, it worked fine. And it was, I could have shut it down quickly. I could have just like, no, you know, and just shut it down. But the audience was reacting to it. And I made the choice of, I'm going to risk this failure to just try and get that moment of the kid, you know, bouncing the cards around it because it made it more. Oh, sure. No guts, no glory. Yep. But I, it didn't work out. It failed and it, they all fell, fell off the ground. But I mean, it was okay, you know, but it was a risk that I took and, you know, those, those things happen. So I had cards all over the ground and, well, and, and then, and then I, I, and then I, I couldn't say anything in Chinese. So I just said, <laughs> you know, I, I, I feel very lucky because I, I was never afraid to walk through doors. I mean, I, I didn't do permanent stuff. I was always mixed between doing magic and being an accountant. I mean, I did some trade shows and stuff. And I just have been very lucky to have touched stuff. And magic's always been in my life and always will be at this point. In time. Yeah, of course. But uh, I, I had... Uh, because of the show that I had success I had with Six Flags, they had bought a riverboat and it was supposed to have a gambling thing and they wanted me to be a, a riverboat gambler. Cool. So I was doing card tricks and stuff. Luckily I have enough card where I could do a bunch of stuff and I they had a, a riverboat gambling outfit type thing and I just walked around the boat, did strolling kind of like that thing. It was fun. Well, they had this one show which was a complete disaster. <laughs> so they they decided to cancel it and they brought in that same company that I um, had done the illusion show at Six Flags and they said you need to put on another a magic show of, of types but they hired somebody else and then they have Bev Bergeron directed yeah so um, they were interviewing people and luckily um, they said well, I don't know where this Randy is, but they go, you need to get him, you know, he'll, he'll do well. And he knows magic. Well, I was on the ship. They didn't know I was even on the ship already. So they said, Hey, you know, would you do this illusion show? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, sight unseen, let's yeah. do it. You know? Well, and then I found out, I didn't even know Bev Bergeron was in it. And it was like, what a wealth of knowledge he had. Yeah. But there were, it, it was a, a strange little medicine man show. And, uh, obviously the medicine man wore this weird um, Matt King style suit. Well, we, we had, he, Bev Bergeron knew Harry Anderson and got, wanted me to do three card Monty and other stuff and got permission to do that. We had a, a marionette called uh, a mezzo soprano marionette. And it was all, it all came out of the piano. We had all these weird sight gags, which right. stuff that I had never done in my life. Didn't really even understand them per se. Right, right. Uh, one of the, one of the weird things was we had to run in like we were missing the the boat, you know, and uh, the the dance hall girl was to the audience telling people, you know, I don't know where our uh, Doctor Duck is, which of course our name is. He should be here, but um, maybe we've missed him. And, and um, all of a sudden, I you come running in and you say, oh, I almost missed this boat, Baba, you know, and you come on up and and then you say, oh, it's off, it's off, what? the hair on that man's head, you know, and you just do the corniest jokes. Yeah, jokes well, yeah. 
again, because I was a riverboat gambler, I was doing riverboat gambling occasionally, and I was still doing this one day. The right. guy that was there from my um, understudy person, I don't know what you want to call it, they doing it on the days that I wasn't. Right. He must have been sick. I don't know if he was hangover from the night before or whatever, <laughs> but he was doing his bit, and he was just having a terrible time. And, and this was around a bar. It was a strange setup. And there's a time where he walks off stage and the guy that was the stage manager, which was some 20 something year old said, he's, this is embarrassing. He's terrible. He goes, you need to go in and finish the show. I go, finish it. You can't do that. You know, he's, and he goes, he goes, he goes, he's backstage, go and get your suit on and finish it. And I said, are you kidding? (laughs) Just changing the character mid show. No. So I, you know, you've seen these things with these weird shows where people change, well, like Carbonero, they, they change outfits and, and people don't even notice. I mean, it was the strangest thing because I go back, I, I got the outfit in and, and, and he goes, I'm sorry, man, I, I don't know if I can finish. And I said, I'll finish for you. And so I took this and at, at the right time when he's supposed to come back on stage, it was me. I don't think anybody said anything. And I just finished the show from there. And I'm like, who'd have thunk? <laughs> That's hilarious. But I mean, that goes to show you that some people have no idea what's going on. You know, it's sometimes as magicians, we spend so much time on the details trying to make sure that this deception works, that no one's going to be able to track it. It's like, we just changed the whole person and you didn't even know. <laughs> exactly. It well, was like the, the gorilla. It's like the gorilla test, right? Oh, yes, yes. How many times has that happened? Yes. You know, they, they go out there and, and say, how many how many uh, basketball players are wearing yellow or something? Or, you know, and they go through and, and they go, I don't know. And they go, I think it was 14. And they go, did you see the gorilla? The gorilla? The gorilla, yeah. Oh, that's, a that's such a good uh, psychological experiment. Uh, good catching up with you. I got to run, but I appreciate your time and uh, hey, chatting. Wish you the best. Thanks for letting me be a part of this. You have a yeah. great day. Uh, stay safe, and I'm sure I'll see you somewhere in this country. So. For sure, you will. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.